And, alright folks, welcome back to a very big mashup episode of multiple shows today. Um, we have, uh, we'll, we'll go, I guess, alphabetically with uh, the Boombastic cast. And then we have, well, we have Alex from the Boombastic cast. We'll say, woo! Ah! Yay! The crowd is going bananas. Alright. We're all we have, bananas. We have Literally James. and figurative. We have James. Yes. We have James and Dan from Culture Shock. <gasps> wow. We're here. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> oh, there, oh, the yeah. house is moving. And then mm-hmm. next up, we have Mel. Mad Mel, not to be confused with regular Mel. <laughs> from Shock Treatment with Mel and Marty. Yes. Fantastic. So, the great meeting of the minds. I know. This is this episode's been coming for a long time. Yeah, I've been planning it for a hot minute. For a hot minute, you know. We want to do, we all, all of us involved here are uh, filmmakers in the uh, underground. So we wanted to dive in and talk about the pleasures and pains of, of this medium mm. that we call home. Oh, the pain. You know? <laughs> A lot of pain. A lot of pain. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. You know, and we'll deal with the COVID deal a little bit. You know, more pain to come. Don't you guys worry. Um, what do you guys want to kick this off with? Where should we start with this big, this big opus of an episode? This opus of an episode. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, maybe like just where we're at right now, because you know the lights at the end of the tunnel and. Some of us are probably more ready for it than others. I don't know. But, <laughs> yeah, it's like, where do we go from here? We've all been stuck inside, and now we got to go make movies again. And how the hell do we approach that? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, this, uh, I mean, starting off, let's just say this whole fucking last two years has just been a shit show and a half. You know, sitting at home, I mean, granted, I, I'm an introvert and have love fucking, like, this has been like a dream vacation to my couch. But, you know, now actually coming out now like a fucking groundhog and just kind of just like seeing oh, my shadow yeah, 20 times. Oh, yeah. Just kind of like, uh, what? There, there's people actually coming out again? No. But, you know, it's been, it's been more harder actually coming back out than going into like all this quarantine, you know. It, it, it's, it's definitely been definitely been tough on everybody but uh, uh for the independent filmmakers getting everybody together now it's impossible and 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 now that there is that light at the end of the tunnel we can finally start putting our shit together again and and hopefully hopefully really like pick this back up again i mean the independent world is struggling right now on all accounts sure you know for sure it's uh yeah i'm hoping everybody everything can get you know back into the way it was um It'll be interesting, you know. I think the COVID thing will have a weird effect on, on, uh, on. You know, we're underground filmmaking with you know smaller budgeted filmmaking, you know, and I film budgeted films where, uh, you know, it was kind of in the past. It's kind of been a little difficult, you know what I mean. The worries that I would have as a filmmaker, you know, going into the future uh, post COVID, is definitely, you know, getting people. You know, when you don't have the money to pay everybody to be there. You know what I mean? Um, When they don't have to wear the mask and all that, it's already almost a nuisance sometimes for them, I feel. So, like, you know, the the mask 
all you know all day on set uh, in certain situations, you know, getting checked the procedures and stuff. I hope it isn't too much of a big uh, a big burden on the folks that would typically come out just for something fun to do because they're fun or they they were friends with a filmmaker and wanted to help them. You know, I hope those people aren't afraid or inconvenienced out of supporting their uh, their local filmmaker because of it. Well, I mean, nobody right now should feel inconvenienced to having to be on set and wearing a mask because you still have to be you still have to practice the precautions just to be safe still regardless whether you have the the vaccine or not Mm. you know there's other independent you know people that are started filming again in you know it's not like you have to wear it the whole day you know you do take your mask off obviously when you have to run your lines to to film but it's just like anything else like when you're at work you gotta wear it you go outside to have a smoke you take it off it's not that big of a hassle. It's only a hassle for the ones that, you know, just think that, you know, because there's a vaccine out now that everything's okay. It's more a hassle for the less glamorous positions on a film set, which is the problem, kind of, because yeah. it's already less glamorous as is, and now it's even going to be more or less glamorous for them. Yeah, fuck I, it. I, you know I, mean? I wish I could I'll say fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. You can't. You can't. I'll be a and a master of none. Fuck everybody else. Filmmaking is a collaboration. It's, 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 I know that. It's easier yeah. to have fun, but it's just like, you know, just. No, I hear. I, I hear. I hear like you have to just bear with it a little longer yeah. and do what you need to do to keep everybody safe and healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, mean, I, mean, I mean, the big thing is that I'm. As as Matt said, that when you're dealing with people, especially because there's always, always a group of people that might or might not come out uh, to help you anyway. And though, and then with the restrictions, though people, those people probably won't show up, but those who definitely are like fans of the medium, fans of actually making films and all that, I believe that they will still, you know, even if they have to put on the mask, show up. Uh, I think, honestly, maybe in the long run, it'll help weeding out like the uh, those who just want to show up on set and just goof off and not actually do anything. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, there's definitely going to be that quotient of the fair weather helper that, that immediately just, you may as well just not count on them right off the top. But I think that the biggest challenge about having PPE and having everybody in masks and all that is the extra cost. We're running on shoestring budgets as it is. And you're talking about a 30% increase to make sure, you know, everything's COVID safe. I mean, it's not just masks, it's hand sanitizer. It's especially if you have heavy makeup, since we deal with horror and we have a lot of makeup artists, there's a whole lot of other procedures that go into that. It's not just that one set of gloves, it's 90 sets of gloves a day. Um, and even craft goods, you know, you can't have the potluck pick at it table like you used to have. Now it's got to be individually packaged COVID safe containers. That all drives up costs insanely. And I think that that's probably coming out of this, going into like factoring a budget. Me and Dan were just sitting and Dan talked about our new flick last weekend. And we were looking at 
like a 25 to 30% increase to our budget just to make sure that our shoots are COVID safe. Yeah. And that's, and that's another big thing too. I mean, coming out of a couple of years, just being down, being independent companies, your whole market is like, you know, in-person sales pretty much are, are the con sales with the con failures now and, and everything is just gone. Like it's, I mean, we've dipped into our savings as companies and we don't have like the startup capital just to like tip off where we left off. You know, we actually got to start building that up again. Yeah. And, and a lot of that's going to come out of like our pockets now. So it's like, it's a budget thing now and, and it's just going to be a lot harder. It's almost getting like kicked back two steps after taking one forward, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because unfortunately none of us are independently wealthy. Exactly. Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't know about you, but I mean, I live in a mansion in the Hamptons. Princess, <laughs> with your exception to this. I mean, even the mo- the momentum. I mean, if even if you look at momentum, where you know, all of us were doing conventions. You know what I mean? You're yep. getting out there. You're you're interacting with the audience. You know what I mean? You start to build a good relationship, and then two years of just nothing is going to be uh, hazardous on that relationship. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah sure. You got to, you got to lure them back in. That's like throwing more bait now. Like, no. yeah. yeah. And that, that, you know, getting yourself in front of these audiences is, uh, isn't, isn't cheap sometimes, you know what I mean? No. Just to get out there in front of them to no. push your product to them. You know what I mean? And I mean, you look at, you look at our, our, our latest release. Like I feel like, the box in Strawberry Lane didn't even really get to have their sea legs right. before the world really got kicked out from under them. Don't get me wrong. We, we found ways to work around that, you know, using the internet and whatnot, online film festivals and such, but it's neither one of them has had their big day out at a convention. Like I still haven't, I mean, besides like the advanced copies we sold of the box at the last rock and shock, we still haven't even shown these to, you know, uh, a, an interactive audience like there's no we've never been able to just hand somebody a blu-ray yet it's yeah. crazy it's crazy yeah it's a crazy time you know mm-hmm. but oh I mean, yeah when we well, yeah, the con started up recently right but it's nothing really nothing really crazy nothing i haven't heard anything good yeah. yeah it'll be i think you know not to be negative but i almost feel like you'll be another year or so before maybe even a little longer before we start getting these start getting back to where you know things used to be so to speak i agree we'll start getting back to affordable cons uh dude i don't even want to think about how much they're going to be raping people with I, oh yeah money. just because like, we're poor oh we, we we took off two years we can't afford that you guys are gonna pay eight hundred dollars to stand in our parking lot <laughs> thousand yeah. I've, heard, I've heard four digit numbers. That's all I've heard lately is four digit numbers. And, and, and that's your whole profit margin if you're like it as you're, if you're low key independent, like it's like just a break even, you gotta you gotta bust a grand. Like that's that's insane. Like I mean we we were barely doing that starting that's out. It's just and, for the con. Never yeah. mind hotel, anything else that you might want to, you know, beyond sleeping out inside your car. Even as a fan, even as a fan, were you guys talking about like getting booths and stuff? Or were you talking yeah, about getting booths? Yeah. Getting I mean, that too, but as a fan, dude, when we come back, you know, mm-hmm. everybody who goes to cons, I think, can say that it feels like in the last couple of years, cons have kind of leaned more, more, a little, little more greedier than usual, where prices have gone up for, you know, just about everything. And, mm. 
we all love the celebrities and stuff, but they're, you know, they like to, they like to make that price bounce up too. They're like hip hoppers. They like, they want you to make it rain in front of their table. You know what I mean? I think they're going to pay for their hubris there though, Matt. And I think, yeah, I think, I think all that's going into a, that's going to go into a a darker place too, because everybody's going to be saying that they can survive because of, you know, there'll be a lot of people taking advantage of the hit of COVID and saying, Oh, we can't do this. Maybe because of it, when they can, portable uh, and start working up on saving the money now. <laughs> yeah, I, it's weird. I think cons. I think for everybody uh, except for the actual con runners, it's about to get dark for yeah. people who want to be involved with it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, easily for a, a convention, just for the hotel and like spending money and you know meals and stuff like that. Easily, I can go through over a thousand dollars. So never mind adding on if. Like we get a booth, or and it might know, it might even else, get more. Else we add to it. You might even get more limited to the degree of like you know the guests, the independent guests that show up at these cons might be you know the guests, the only the only guests you see might be the ones that go to the after parties and buy people shots. Mm-hmm. That could be the future as well. You know they kind of. It's like a net neutrality thing, but in like on on, on the ground <laughs> floor level of like independent filmmaking, you know, just kind of. You know, if we, we could all be easily wiped out if people decided not to like us. You know what I mean? It's very, it's not that far from reality. It's not. It's not. Talk it's more scarier than I think a lot of people say. Scarier than all of our movies put together, basically. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking that the the way, I mean, of course, I'm, I'm not one of these uh, people that run a convention. Now, if I was in that position, what I would I would do, especially after the two years, I'm I'm sure that they have had their costs and their you know little bubble of money you know hit and all that. I would downsize it, you know. I mean, when when this happened, uh, I uh, conventions I I consider had overblown to the you know the size of like you know you have these big names like. Uh, Jason Momoa and uh, Chris Evans and and other you know big names showing up. Yeah. So you know you have all cheek to jowl people you know and 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 all condensed. Now if I was someone who ran one of those conventions, COVID hit. Okay. Now the thing is, if they were smart, what they should do is downsize it to like how conventions were before and do a smaller get a smaller arena, especially with uh, all the COVID restrictions and all that. And by doing that, get some, you know, smaller name celebrities and, and cater to the independent, uh, you know, filmmakers like ourselves by, you know, giving us, you know, I'm not saying giving away free tables or anything, but, you know, decent priced tables and all that and rebuild because we all have to rebuild. Okay. Yes. And, and if if you were living high on the dog, uh, high on the pig before all this happens, and I'm sure everyone's been hit. I mean, if you're smart enough, if you just take what you have and you just downsize instead of trying to get back to where we were, because it's going to take it's going to take years for everyone to get back to how everything was before COVID. So the only smart way I see it is if they just go back to how conventions were, make it smaller, cater to the independent 
filmmaker, the uh, the fans, and get you know smaller, you know uh, attainable celebrities to come in. If you do that, then you can start to rebuild. I mean, anyone who's thinking that oh, you know, I was making fifty thousand dollars a day, you know, before with the convention. I'm going to go back and start doing that. No, you got to take the money that you have and, and you have to rebuild. We all have to rebuild. I, I fully agree, Alex. And I would even add into that too. I, I feel like the people running cons should also expect a bit of hesitancy when it comes to the audience base. I don't think you're going to see the crowds. Yeah. Well, right well, away. no, I, I, I don't know. I mean, this could have a completely opposite effect as well. I mean, you have like millions of people who are pretty much desperate to leave their house now. And I mean, I mean, granted, in a perfect world, catering to the independent circuit would be gold for people like us. But I mean, the people running these things are like these go big or go home guys. So I think they're ultimately trying to capitalize on all these people just coming out and staring at the sun. And they're all going to like pretty much hope for the biggest crowds ever because all these people now are going to pour into the streets and want to go to like any kind of event that's going on. And unfortunately, when they're hoping for the crowds that big and pushing for crowds that big, which they're going to do, unfortunately, but uh, it kind of hurts us because now we have to like come up with even more money to get in on that kind of push, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Sad. I agree with you. I definitely, I, I think cons are going to come back big. People saying the cons are going to be hurting when they get back. I think it'll be a little time before they officially come back. But once they come back, I'm with you. I think people are going to flood to them and want to spend that money to get back. Yep. You know, they're going to I mean, make up for lost time. Sure, I mean, slow but sure, they are starting to come back. I mean, I know somebody that flew out this morning to go work a car show down in Georgia, you know, because they were having it an outdoor. They're just making the, they're trying to make the conventions right now outdoors. Mm-hmm. Like as much as possible, so that they can do it and be able to keep the social distancing going. Mm-hmm. But in regards, people still gotta fly there. If you know, depending on where they're at, I'm. I don't know how I feel about really sitting on an airplane with a bunch of strangers. Well, even airplane travel now is like at record lows. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah. traveling is actually a thing for middle class people now. So yeah, yeah, you can actually. Afford- the way I see it. <laughs> I'd rather drive to a convention because at least if I'm going to be trapped in a vehicle with a bunch of people for yeah. a couple of hours, I'd rather it be people I know and, you know, that I know where they've been and who they've been around you know, for the most part. But, like, I don't want to sit on a plane for two hours with a bunch of strangers. Mm-hmm. I mean, flying's not an option if you're working the con. You, you got to drive in no matter what you do. Yeah, you got a lot of stuff you got to bring. <laughs> it's true. Yes, and we're not, like big name celebrities that, you know, just take all our shit and pay like the f- extra $50 in bag that it costs <laughs> to bring the extra luggage on. Mm-hmm. I, I, I would say that it came from the 508 puts on a better display than any celebrity I've seen at any con ever because every celebrity I, I see, the con- every, every celebrity I see, it's, it, it's a folding table with a bunch of photos and a backdrop. And we definitely, definitely give them a run for their money. Because <laughs> we we gotta we know we have to sell ourselves. That's the yeah. Exactly. And to go back, I want to go back to saying Hawk said real quick about the cons. A lot of indie filmmakers in there. I mean, there's a limited gets in, and it's a good side. But like realistically, do you think that the do you think that the the, in the audience for indie filmmakers would show up to like support them? 
I think yeah. that, I think it's more of a people you that are out there coming through. I mean, you have your you have your people that come through, but yeah, like, I, I mean, the way I think, and of course, I mean, uh, as 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 everyone's been saying that, unfortunately, when you're dealing with like the convention promoters and all that, they're all thinking about you know the big budget, the big payday, and and the thing is, yeah, I. I mean, the way I see it is that, as as it was said before, about, you know, everyone's been cooped up. Everyone wants God. So when there's an excuse for an event, I, as I believe that you guys are right, that it's going to be, you know, a lot of people coming out. And my, my the way I see it is that if the conventions are smart, especially with all the uh, you know, regulations and all that with COVID and, and all that, that it would be smart, I think, if they go back and they, like, try to, you know, I mean, bring in the, the celebs, but also cater to the uh, the independent filmmakers and try to bring them in. Because if, if they can, I mean, the whole thing is trying to, especially in the horror community, uh, the one thing I've learned is that Horror fans are, are the tr- are truest fans out there when it comes to, you know, fans of, you know, actors and, and films and all that. But, Hawk, you're the only one of the bunch of us that could get $150 for their autograph. <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, okay. Uh, who's the person who's willing to buy uh, my autograph for $150? No. I, 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 I want to know. I, I will. I will. I will. Friggin- I got your big guy. That, that would be us. Oh, okay. We're big Hawk, we're big Hawk fans over here at the Academy. Uh, oh, well, your mom that, wants in, an autograph on a birthday card. <laughs> in that case, that I will write you guys as many autographs as you want. Just, just come over to my booth. You got no you know, or cologne in there. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I'll, I'll put some. I'm gonna make my shrine at home really pop. <laughs> See, this is what happens when you guys include me. I gotta be a smartass somewhere. Uh, it's all good. But, Huck, to go back to that, it was yeah. like, I, you know, I thought you meant like have a complete convention with just independent filmmakers and no celebrities. That's what I thought he meant, too. I, mean, I don't think that would fly, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, right now, no. unfortunately, the thing is... We did that, a thing called Gross Fest, which was that, and that didn't quite fly. Yeah, well, I mean, like I said, this the, the way I see it is celebrities is the honey, okay? Yeah. Okay? Uh, so if and uh, we all know there's a plenty of, especially like in, in the horror community, that there's a lot of celebrities that are attainable that people love to meet and hang out with and all that. Yeah. If they're smart, what I, I would do is get a few of them, bring them in. They're the honey. People are going to see them. Yeah. But then you you uh, pepper it in with all the independent filmmakers and new horror movies. You also have to remember, even Hollywood has had their asses kicked. And things have been pushed back. So there's a lot of need of content. And the thing is, we can provide that content. So, I mean, if the uh, conventions are smart, they'd be like, you know, kind of thinking of the convention as their own personal Netflix, okay? They're not going to get movies that like our movies, you know, on Netflix or any of the streaming services. And I mean, I don't know about anyone else, but I've 
throughout all of this. I've gone through like you know so much Netflix. There's very little that I have not seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, every time so, I go on Netflix. Yeah, or Amazon, so, dude. It's like every, it's like the same twenty things. Yeah, so I mean, the way I see it is, if the conventions are smart, you bring in some, you know, s- smaller celebs as the honey, bring the people out, and then you know, uh, just bring in as much independent filmmakers to fill out and and promote it as you get to meet these great celebs, but you also can finally get your hands on, you know, films and and stories and all that. You're not going to get. And you're not going to see when when people are striving to try to find something else to you know to watch and 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 do because like I say even Hollywood I mean I, I there's so many movies that they had done that they had to push back you know months and in a year and all that for uh, because of COVID and there are those that they were trying to do films that they can't do because of all the restrictions. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think this is a prime time, like I said, if the, the uh, uh, support of the, uh, those running the conventions are smart is, you know, use that as a big sell. It's like, you're tired, you, you can't find, you know, cool horror movies on Netflix, come to a convention, pick up an independent film that's going but to have a story. With, but the thing with the conventions too, Hawk, not to cut you off, is that, when the conventions come back in, this is what I love about this. That was the beauty of Scarecon because it wasn't like rock and shock where all the celebrities were in one corner and then yeah. the vendors were everywhere, you know, at the rest of yeah. the place. You know, like with like Scarecon, everybody was mixed in together, which was a fantastic setup yeah. because then everybody gets that opportunity to push what they have. Whereas yeah. in a convention like rock and shock, and I'm not, talking shit about Rock and Shock because I did love that convention. But the majority of people, they're going to come in, they're going to go right over to that section because they know that's where all the big names are just to get the autographs of who they want and then they're out. Yeah. Yeah. I want to interject on that and kind of expand on what Hawk said though. One thing I will tell you from working a lot of show floors at this point is that while people will pop over to go do the celebs, the big names like your Bruce Campbells, your Linda Blairs, they're usually you know, they got a line, but nobody else does. You just hop over, you wait three people, you get your autograph, have your five minute chat and you go on while, while the celebrities may be the honey, the sales floor, the, the, the con floor is the heart, the soul and the spine of a convention. That's where most people spend most of their time. I've seen the same people walk by eight, nine, 10 times a day. Um, eight or nine, you know, one of those eight or nine, they stop at the booth because it's an inevitability. So I'd really see like both sides of like what Matt said and what Alex is saying. It's, it's, it's really, it's two parts of the same symbiotic whole. No, but like my thing with that, yeah. But my thing with that is too, is like, you wouldn't, you want to have your table next to Linda Blair so that you have more of a chance to have that option of somebody stopping without having them walk by eight or nine times before they do stop. Linda I mean, Blair wouldn't allow that. Linda Blair wouldn't let that happen. Yeah, She's I'm just gonna bring that up real quick. Uh, yeah, she'll I don't think you're allowed. I don't think when you watch. That's the name I use. I don't. I don't think you're allowed to make eye contact with Linda. Yeah, yeah. Obama <laughs> green, green stuff onto you. I walked by and her security guard kicked me in the balls. <laughs> Not literally. Don't sue us. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, ideally, I mean, I like what Melissa's uh, going with in her thoughts. I mean, if they, you know, peppered 
you know, the celebs surround with, you know, the, the you know, conventions and, and the independent filmmakers and all that. Um, I mean, like I said, I think the, the big thing is that if, if, we, if they focus more on, because the, now I don't know how much money that, I, I have a question, uh, do, you, do they pay the celebs to show up, and if so, yes. like, Oh yeah. hell yeah! And then Absolutely. they get, and then they get more money for whatever they charge per no. autograph. Oh, no, because okay. they're not they're not busy that day, Huck. Yeah, flying yeah. out of the love of the fans. No, they no, come to the con, and then the con makes the money off of their autographs, and it's just derived from how much they pay, how much the autograph's going to be. Most of that stuff set up between the agent and the con promoter has very little to do with the celebrity. Okay, so so the con gets a bit of the money that the uh, the. Uh, um, they get all they of take it. in there, yeah. They get yeah, all. I of thought the it was the other way around. Oh, so, so so they get all the money that that the uh, celebs uh, get for the autographs. Yeah, like, they get paid for the appearance. They, the they get the celebs get paid for the appearance, and then the cost of the autograph goes to the convention. Oh, seriously, I did not yeah. know that. Yeah, I bet a lot of it gets. I bet a lot of that kind of gets lost along the way, though. That cash. Oh. <laughs> I would I, know, I mean, I've I seen would, I would have wanted to just put all that shit. I would have wanted to play. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't yeah. doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. Okay, okay. I mean, that I, I always assume that if they got paid, they got paid to show up. They got free room and board. But I thought the celebs kept the money for the autographs, the pictures, and all. It that might, stuff. it might work that way for some. Like I said, it's, it's, Fair it's, ones. it's an exchange between the agent of the celebrity and the convention person i know in bruce campbell's case he was paid a flat rate to be there and then they kept the money that from his own yeah but they charged like mad cash for those photos too well i mean mean, 50 bucks to sign your name on my ash doll yeah yeah, i think they pretty much like just like you know when you take into consideration like 50 dollars isn't bad when you're looking at like ace comic-con who had like chris evans and whatnot there and they were charging like a buck 50 for an autograph i i happily pay 50 dollars for the cool people i would pay for robert england i don't mind that at all but you think about that you know like thousands of people through three days oh yeah yeah Yeah, exactly that's weird yeah i i I get i'm curious because they they have to get some percentage of that because they're losing out on serious money if they if they're yeah it also depends on what they're being paid i'm sure it's like they put a value on you know their autograph and then how much they're going to estimate like they're going to sell of that autograph and then they come up with a flat rate like return Mm -hmm. i'm sure it's all based i mean no no celebrities get paid the same amount of money you know all right well well that just torpedoed my argument i was going to go (laughs) i think i think Uh, probably now i now i understand why the teenage ninja turtles guy gives free autographs he's not seeing any of it (laughs) yeah no Oh, like there's some guys out there that do that. Adam Green, he never takes money for an autograph. He's a fucking amazing dude. Um, there's a couple other people that do free stuff for cons, you know. But no, it's I, all I, I, I know there's a few that do, but yeah. it's it's just it's everything is it depends on who's the, the mood at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. But I also think one good thing might be coming out of this whole COVID thing. A lot of these people might be 
feeling a little bit more charitable and bringing their price down a little, hopefully. And, you know, I don't think there's a snowball's chance in hell. Yeah. We can dream, can't we? You know, <laughs> I, I, we can dream, but we can also dream in unicorns and fairy dust. So. A lot yeah. of people, are, yeah, a lot of those folks are cons. They, well, know, it's also more backlash for selfishness now, I guess. I mean, we could hope for that. Yeah, I mean, you got to keep in mind also, a lot of the people we're going to meet at cons uh, are so far away from even touching any little bit of money that the movie still makes. Yeah. That like, Even in the beginning, like, they got paid their, fa- their fee to be on the film, and that's the last. That's why, like, all these people... 20 years later when they go, wow, people actually like the movie. It's because they never seen a penny. For all they know, it's buried in a hole somewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, like those folks, I mean, they, they, they'll need the money. Like, you know, people that have big money coming in won't so much, but I bet there's certain, I'd I'd be willing to guarantee there's certain people that we really love that are working overnight at home Depot or something on the side, which is nothing wrong with that. But you're not, you're, you're not, uh, if you're you're no you're not if you're like yeah you're not rich off of these, these movies <laughs> you're struggling you're struggling hard you're still yeah. struggling yeah. you know what I mean yeah uh, well I mean like I said I mean I I what I was going to go for was I just assumed that you know they uh, they paid of course a certain amount to get the celebs in and then you know they also uh, that uh, a lot of their money would come from those like us who are buying the booths. But if they're also getting the like the uh, autograph fees and all that, I mean, like I said, that kind of moves the way I was going. Oh <laughs> uh, shit! Okay. <laughs> yeah, it it's it's really going to be you know the the thing that sucks the most about it being in the position that we're in is that whatever happens with conventions going forward, we have so little to do with it we have so little input and people that are ultimately deciding some really important shit for us and that kind of (laughs) sucks it would be cool if they kind of put a group it would kind of be cool if they would get like a group of like the fans and kind of make like a board where they're included in on the process so that you know it's not just who they think people want to see but you actually know who the fans want to see yeah. yeah, we need to unionize, damn it. Unionize. Yes. Well, actually, it's funny that you said that. I mean, it, it, um, it, kind, of, it kind of reminds me, um, at Super Mega Fest, I forget, like, what year it was. It was, like, maybe four or five years ago. I remember that they actually had, like, a questionnaire that they said, so what, uh, what celebs would you be interested in, in meeting at a convention? And I know I filled, uh, filled it out. I put it in. I didn't think about it. Like two, and on on my list, I put down like um, Bronson Pinchot from Perfect Strangers, and I put down Dwight Schultz from you know the A Team, you know, because you know a big fan and thought it'd be cool to meet them. And like a few years later, they actually showed up at the Super Mega Fest. And I mean, the thing is that I think that if if they went that way, you know, got the fans and the community more involved in conventions. I mean, I mean, the whole thing is that you're catering to a certain fan base and certain group of people. And I believe that if you want to make more money catering to a certain fan base, you got to know what the fan base wants. Yeah, like rumor has it that, you know, they do take fans' requests 
into consideration as to who they invite. But half the time, they don't even invite, you know, people that you want to see. Yeah. Or like you said, it's five years down the road before you yeah. do get to see them. Cons grow relationships with the celebrities too, and their agents. You know, yeah. A lot of you, you get you get tagged in with one agent, you get you know fifteen celebrities out of it. So like it's a friendship that that con people have with those agents, and that's how you get. That's why you'll see a con will have the same guest for you know ten years in a Every row. Every year in a row because they're looking out. You know, it's a cool guest, but they're friendly, so they're looking out to make sure that guy can eat, you know what I mean, or that girl can eat or whatever, you know, it's one of those things. Well, also, I mean, in the horror genre for horror cons, we're also not seeing too many new iconic faces breaking into this genre. I mean, much like, you know, all the Robert England and Kane Hodder, it's like there there aren't any more breakthrough actors hitting the horror genres, you know, as well as other, like, other movies, you know. Well, the only one I would say that's really punched that ceiling in the last Art, David, yeah, with Art and Damien, yeah, the Terrifier, yeah. yeah. I mean that. Yeah. I mean that's it. But yeah, exactly. I mean, but in reality, the, right now they only have you know the one movie out. The second one's going to be released soon. Mm-hmm. So you know, if even that, you know, people are going to get bored with the fact because of the you know they haven't put out any new material just yet. Yeah, so, there's only so many times you can meet Robert England and just be like, eh. There's only so many times you can meet everybody. I mean, I love Melissa. I love everybody yeah. I've met at all these conventions. But, you know, it's, you need to add something new in order to keep it fresh, keep it interesting, make the people keep coming. You know, you want us to, you know, spend every penny we make at these fucking things. Make it worthwhile. The biggest, The biggest problem... I, I see going forward too, like looking further into the future of cons. Everybody's getting old. <laughs> Shut up, James. That's, that, well, true. <laughs> How dare you? It's what are you talking about? I'm still a young, vibrant. You're man. speaking of the. You're speaking of our celebs, right? Yeah, I wasn't even yeah. talking about us. Oh, okay. talking yeah, there'll always be an audience, but yeah, pretty soon there is going to be all the the iconic horror people. But all of our good ones are dying. Yeah. Yes. The Walking Dead yeah. people. Well, Holy shit. Yeah, I mean, exactly. uh, I mean, we can bring them back if we use Ray. You know. <laughs> you can't get Ray here. We talking about bring him back to Dead. <laughs> well, I, I was I was thinking jumping off of that oh, idea am, yes. about um, you know not having a lot of new like fresh faces for you know the horror community and the films and all that. Uh, one of the things that I think would be a cool thing that um, maybe we could do uh, together or whether, you know, someone else, but, but, but the idea of, I mean, the fact is that we as, as independent, you know, horror filmmakers, actors, writers, so forth and so on, uh, if, if we create, let's say, like a block party or an outside kind of, you know, convention, Oh, yeah. at this point, rent a table at a fucking flea market. Just yeah, to get, <laughs> get, well, I mean, out. I mean, I mean, what what I'm thinking okay. is that you know, kind of like as a community, you know, make our a own garage sale commission. Yeah, seriously, something I like that, and you know, bring in like you know, art or um, uh, the actor who played Pretty Boy in Blind. Those and, are both possible. Just yeah, and, and you know. Like, try to, you know, take those who have kind of broken the ceiling and, you know, kind of use them and, and bring them in and, 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 you know, find others 
actors. I mean, there's a lot of actors, actresses that are in the independent community that have done a lot of stuff, but still um, isn't, I would say, in the mind's eye like Robert Englund or uh, Tony Todd. It's actually and, kind and, of possible, yeah. And, and, and bring them in and use them as kind of the honey. Is like, you know, these people have been, you know, you know, doing, doing and, and, and hustling and doing all these films and a lot of these films that you've seen, you've loved, and kind of using them as, you know, in, in instead of, you know, I'm not saying not bringing in, like, let's say, a Robert England or a Felicity Rose, <laughs> but, you know, start trying to bridge the gap between the old and the new and try to push the new out and get people more. And then by doing that, also, you know, when they're getting something new, they might want to see something even newer from us. I mean, I mean, it's, I'm, I'm just spitballing I'm, here. Great I'm God. with you. I'm no, looking. I, it's not I, a bad idea. I, I, I mean, I mean, it's the thing is, I think that's what we're going to have to do because I mean, it's obvious that the conventions, like, unfortunately, a lot of you know Hollywood and other people is all focused on how much money we can make and all that. And they don't give a crap about the art or the style or the fans. They only care about making the money. Yes. And the thing is that I think that if we did something like this, I think it would uh, would benefit the community. It would benefit us. It benefit you know the up and coming actors that are starting to break through the ceiling. Kind of like making them you know instead of you know Robert Englund, you know. Malcolm McDowell, and then them, it's them, and then, you know, all, all of us independent filmmakers, so people coming to see them, only them. And yeah, like I'm going to throw this one out there. So yeah. I'm going to use, like, use, a, use something like Happenstance, because that's a film festival, which is like Rock and Shock used to actually have more films when they started, but... Like use use like happenstance, and then you bring in the guy that played Pretty Boy. You bring in people like Sarah French that doesn't get yeah the recognition for everything she's been doing. You know, big enough names, but not Jason Momoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I mean, the thing is, that, I know how much Matt loves his name. Oh yeah, Momoa. <laughs> but but I mean, yeah, by bringing in uh, people like that who not only love the genre, but have been hustling for years, have a lot of films under their belt. I mean, and of course, I don't have all the names off the top of my head, but there's a I lot did of... Up. <laughs> You're not going to well, pump your man Brandon Slagle? You're not going to give him yeah. some, pre- some light? Oh, give him yeah. some shine? Bring in Brandon Slagle, that would be great. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, there's so many uh, great independent, whether we're talking about filmmakers, actors, writers, and all that out there that's been hustling, that have a lot of credit, but a lot of people really don't know who they are because, you know, everyone's busy still focusing on, you know, those of yesteryear, which, I mean, they're great and all that, and, you know, bring one or two in, say, you know, kind of spicing up, up the pot, but, you know, bring wow. in, you know, like all, all of these because you don't want to bring in, especially with COVID, you know, you don't, you, the older celebrities yeah. are going to be way more cautious about well, that's, attending a convention. Whereas the younger ones might be like, fuck it. 
I still got plenty of time. I got, I might be able to like, if I catch something, I might be able to recoup. Yeah. You know, whereas I, an older I, person is going to be a lot more. That's the only downfall of what Hawk was saying. Like what, yeah. what Hawk's saying is a great idea. It'd be, it'd yeah. be a, it's one of those perfect world things where it'd be beautiful, but you've got to find the people that want to do it to link up with the investors. Something like that has to be insured. You know, like Mel was saying, what if you bring, an older yeah. icon to, to, to a thing and they die and you're not insured. Now you're finished. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I mean, the yeah, thing is, somebody, unfortunately, we don't live in a perfect world, but some, we can try to on COVID, you know? We can let's try to make hor- it. Let's say some horror fan. We've all met some interesting horror fans in our day. Let's say a horror fan catches the COVID and says that he caught it at your convention and now oh. he owns your life. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you got to have the right things in order it. legally and stuff. Luckily, I, I, I don't you, you know. the mosh pit sign, come at your no. own risk. No, <laughs> I can imagine. I only imagine the lawsuits that they get at the end of the season. All these no, I'm a hundred, I'm a hundred percent. In, in Matt's corner on this one, I, I completely agree with him. While it would be a perfect world, in a post-COVID world, that sounds expensive, risky, and potentially dangerous to your brand. Um, I don't think – I think it's a great idea two years from now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't think it's a great idea tomorrow because yeah. I do see what Matt's saying. Like We could very well end up with whoever – would do this might have the best well, negligence cases really yeah a little bit with a shitload of negligence cases if even one one person comes back and said oh this was i got covid here and then you know five other people are like well i have covid they may not be able to be well, they may have been hold it outdoors you know I'll probably be even better. even then though there's risks that's have, not wrong yeah, well, well, i mean i mean I'm, I'm, i mean you guys are right are doing their job because you're going to have to have people taking temperatures to make sure that people aren't running fevers. Not that that matters because if somebody Which I already don't want is to asymptomatic, yeah. you're not going to have a temperature anyway. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. You know, you know, there's a lot of crazy people. I, I already picture people on Facebook talking about dying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. About, I was at this convention. Oh my God. I can't, I can't mm-hmm. feel my feet. I'm fucking yeah, dying. I'm, ah! I'm with them. I'm with them a hundred percent. Some, Someone would try to take advantage. And... I mean, people already complain about right. Mel, Matt, Matt, Mel, somebody that tried anyway, open. though. You know, I mean, I don't think that's anything like that's just going to spot. I mean, people would try to take advantage. It's going probably to happen anyway. But yeah. and obviously that uh, cover our asses. We would, you would want to wait until this is generally over. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, but, I'm not saying that we go out and do it tomorrow or anything, but I think it's a thing that we should definitely think about and maybe start, you know, toying with the idea. And and I can definitely see all the downsides. And you guys are right uh, that, you know, with all of the precautions you have to do, the insurance and all that, I yeah. it's a risky I mean, maneuver. Like it definitely is. Responsibilities, you know. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, the thing is that, you know, if we don't, you know, do something, whether it's on a smaller scale or something like this, I mean, I don't kind of lost in the shuffle. Yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking that I'm I'm not saying my idea is perfect and there's a lot of flaws with it, but you know, somehow take the idea and try to make it a reality because the fact is that you know we got to find a way to have us as a community stand out and have people, mm. you know. Start like you said. Start you know seeing the 
because there's so much independent film coming out now that you know that they're going straight to DVDs and all that, but they're not getting the push. No, I think they deserve or need. Even, and the even thing if you is, end what, up on Amazon. Yeah, I mean that's nothing. Yeah, I mean when when I I just think that we need to find something where we can start bringing like all of the and when I'm talking about the community, I'm talking about the whole community, not just New England. I'm talking about you know, around and, and just bringing the whole community together in something like this and start focusing mm-hmm. on the younger, like like I said, for example, arts and Pretty Boy, you know. Yeah. I mean, those are the ones that, you know, they got costumes out, there's memes out there. People know at least about, about them and then, you know, mm-hmm. grow upon that. Why, why do you guys think an art the clown or a pretty boy uh, succeeds and why, you know, there's so many, you know, there's a, a flooding of horror films and how to go back to the thing about how we don't have any new icons. You know, why do you think we don't have any new icons? Well, I mean, I mean, new icons pretty much, you know, there's nothing that hits that Freddy or Jason, like, you know, era now. I mean, nothing hits that level that it once hit. I mean, what I think the, the newest, like, one that we actually have that, that unfortunately gets, like, pushed into these besides, you know, Art and, and, and Pretty Boy. I mean, the last one was what, like, Jeepers Creepers or The Fisherman or some crap like that? And um, it was a Jeepers Creepers movie. Uh, there was a Chrome Skull guy. I never got into it, but I know that that was like a kind of a bigger a late, slasher guy of recent years. Class. I know nothing about the film. So I just heard of yeah. Exactly. You know nothing about the film. I don't even know nothing about the film. Yeah. So how much of an icon can it be? You know, yeah. I mean, you no, know, I, I laid to rest. It's a, it, they're good slasher okay, movies, I but I don't think it ever punched through the Z. I, I think Hatchet yeah, barely fits in there, you know, but yeah. I think still Kane Hodder, you know, Victor Crowley. Would, that's, that's a, that's would another you, one. Here's a question. Who do you, who you think is bigger, Victor Crowley or Art the Clown? Art. 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 Really? Sure. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's the clown aspect. Is what right. puts him over. No, I I think I think it's that he has the newest movie out. Um, between all of them, I think the character traits of Art <laughs> the Clown too. Yeah, you know? it's just the, that is important. Like he, it's an excellent performance. Like it's a great character. It is. It, it's yeah. there's more nuances to Art, even not having any lines. Mm-hmm. Like there's more to what he does. And Damien goes for some Gonzo kills, which we all love, obviously. Yeah. Damien's a good man. Yeah. We're, yeah. 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 Interesting. I, I I will say this though. Um. I think that the decline of horror icons that we've seen in like, or especially the last like two decades, yeah. it has a lot more to do with movie studios and everyone pushing for a franchise or a shared universe rather than focusing on the it's character itself. Content. Like there's no mythology behind these guys that come out for these movies anymore. Yeah. Um, I think the last one might be Jigsaw that really had like a, yeah, an interesting I, modus yeah. operandi behind yeah. him. Um, but really, most of these movies are just getting turned out for like no good reason. Like the, the fucking Conjuring movies. Like I've watched all of them. But oh, I don't, don't, give me a bell. But I don't, I don't <laughs> yeah. see the impact or the mythos behind any of it. And yeah. it's, it's some of the biggest horror movies that come out, you know, what, yearly, bi-yearly, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. And it's just trash that, you know, they just churn out with no, like, solid 
anything behind it. And I think that has a lot to do with it is that horror on the grander scale, like the, the, the scale above our pay grade has just been reduced to how much profit can I make from this movie? I don't care what it's well, about. Not to or- mention these younger kids, you know, they wouldn't know good content if it came up and bit them in the ass. Mm-hmm. You know? So I there's think, that. Uh, yeah. So I think yeah. quick, their, their attention span for things are, you know, there's yes people no. that think the only, huh? Yes and no. Like I, they're, I, getting, they're getting mad over some kid fucking with blood in his Nikes or whatever the hell that shit was all about. Oh, Lil like, Nas X. Lil Nas yeah. X, my boy Lil Nas X, dude. We, but, we but love Little Nas X and it like, came from the 508. That's all I'm saying. This is the kind of shit that, but this is the kind of things that, you know, they worry about. They don't care about good this movies is, anymore. They, you can't really put a finger in it. You can't really. There's almost no rhyme or reason to the time we're living in right now because you got like the Pepe Le Pew thing and you have them doing that flap song at the fucking Super Bowl or whatever it was. Like, yeah. You got, you got, you got Kip with Cardi B, is that her name? Cardi B teaching your daughter hey, what hey, that pussy is. Hey, hey, listen, listen, listen. Okay, there's nothing more uh, uh, great for, uh, for <laughs> Bill Kids to learn is the meaning of WAP over than having a rapist skunk. I know. Who else would you want raising your kids? You know? He's not a rapist. He's French. Yeah, I think. Isn't that about the same? They're, they're just offended that he smells bad. That's what they're really offended. He's about. French. <laughs> well, you know, actually, I mean, you guys. I mean, we're making jokes about, it, but you're touching on another very important challenge that we're all facing coming out of COVID lockdown and independent filmmaking, which is what's okay. What's okay for us to do? <laughs> Whatever they want to do is okay. Whatever you want to do is wrong. I can't yeah, write a horror right. movie more horrific than this past two years, and like. Uh, I don't know where it goes from here or what's going to yeah. be taken out of context. I'm, I'm more concerned. I'm, I'm like going over dialogue now five times that you would never like give a second yeah. glance to. Dan, <laughs> I mean, but I'm, I'm exactly. I'm, I'm very, 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 very concerned about the future of our chosen community and genre. When cancel culture has evolved into the thing that we all just made a bunch of jokes about, but that has no rhyme, reason, or makes any fucking sense anymore. I don't know what's okay for me to put in my movies anymore. I don't. I don't even know what to put on Facebook anymore where I won't get a fucking 30-day ban. Never mind to put out a movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's weird how things have changed where five years ago, the same person that you would hear saying like an off-color joke is now the person that's condemning Pepe Le Pew for like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The yeah. world's flipped, you know, and it's weird. Um, but though that's kind of the world's full of people like that, and that's the unfor- that's, that's kind of the majority of society. I feel is like that. Just flip it to fit whatever's going at the times, which is unfortunate. But it's more of an easier category to fall into for people, so they do it. Yeah, it's the uh, path of least resistance. But it's, yeah. for some, for a particular group of people, a, a very insidious group of people, it is like military grade weaponized internet outrage, yeah. and it's dangerous. <laughs> Well, it's dangerous for an independent company. Like, you know. Yeah, yeah. So you can't afford a lawyer. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's uh, personally, I, I, 
I mean, I don't give a shit about anything, but as yeah. an independent company where you actually have to be worried about what you're presenting as a business, you kind of have to be okay or not okay with like, you know, what other people think and, and, and just, it, it sucks. It just absolutely fucking sucks. It, as it, an artist, it really, it really, no one, especially like knowing everybody that's here right now, none of us are cookie cutter. No, no. We all are outside the box. Very so good. we're going to be the first ones that are going to be condemned because we're the ones that aren't afraid to fucking say it how it is. I'm still one waiting to get canceled for Strawberry Lane. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm still waiting to get canceled for Strawberry Lane. It hasn't happened yet. I don't know fucking how. <laughs> but I also feel as independent companies, we have almost a little bit more leeway than, let's say, Hollywood because yeah. you know we're not on the radar as mainstream. Much. Yes, Wait, so like yeah. you know, if if a bunch of people do see this and it does happen to get into the light, well, you know, a lot of people are going to be like, well, who the fuck is watching their shit? You know, like look at their crowd. If Hollywood pulls off the same thing, it's a completely different story. It gets a lot more backlash. I'd love you to know? see Hollywood do the strawberry. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't do it. It's not going to happen. <laughs> but 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 here's the, but here's the thing that if if we end up. Um, you know, we're hustling, we're, we're getting all this stuff. If we end up finally, you know, getting making that movie or making that, you know, thing that, that gets out there, becomes huge, they're going to go back, they're going to go through every podcast, oh, every yeah. interview, yeah, every- and then they're going to go and, and go after you because, we, because they hated when uh, underdogs like ourselves, you know, get to the point where we might be some kind of competition. We don't even have to be like a legit competition, just the possibility of competition. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then all of a sudden, you know, the well, uh, political police would be down on us, like, you know, shit you out know, of it, it, it's, a, it's a personal human defect where, you know, as soon as anybody, like, as soon as anybody attempts to do anything, like, good with their life, the people that are afraid to attempt fucking eat them up like cannibals. It's just the way yeah. it is because they don't, they don't, they like don't have it within them or don't have the confidence or whatever, but they don't go out there and they're so fucking burned up and heated by the fact that others, somebody else would have the gall to even attempt that they want to go at them, you know? It's unfortunate. Yeah. Bingo. But, but luckily, you're, you're in the horror genre as well. Yeah, so yeah, I, but that, get, we're not targeting children, you know what I'm saying? Like, we have. Yeah, no, absolutely, for sure. Like, I yeah, mean, we're so, all, you we're have to seek us out. leeway with our characters and other things, do we? You know? All of our films, you have to seek us out. Nobody could ever accuse us of trying to corrupt society. Exactly. You have to seek out our stuff. You got to go deep underground to find our shit. Yep. You know what I mean? Hey, uh, hey man, I sell our DVDs on, on, the, on the street corner, man. You know? I was going to say, I got my trunk full of movies from Ollie on. I just yeah, yeah. Them out I'll, on the be, I'll be like, hey, you want some good hey, shit, go. man? Hey. Come on. The down fact, you know, the, the, Three for 20, the, here you go. The go fact that we it. do all, the, the, you know, horror and stuff like that, we should be exempt from it, but we're not because there's still appalled people on our level in the same way that they are in the Hollywood light. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's so true. It's and, unfortunate. They uh, hope that they hope to be grown up appallers one day and really bring down somebody else. <laughs> they, they hope to they hope to get eighty five thousand shares when when their outrage really hits peak and they're saying the exact same thing that everybody else is. Exactly. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, you don't uh you don't you don't uh, just just a lesson out there for kids in life and business promotion. Whoever's listening to this you don't get noticed for saying what everyone else does. Just saying. That's true. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, it, it's a thing that I've, I've uh, had conversations with people uh, in the community and, and all of that where, you know, they're like, oh, man, you know, I, I love Nightmare on Elm Street. I want to do a film just like that. Yeah. And I'm like, and, and all these fan films, I'm like. And you get the 2010 reboot. Yeah, and, and I'm like, okay, okay, you can do that and it'll be fun, but you're not going to go anywhere. I mean. You're not creating anything. Yeah, I mean, you're not trying anything new. You're not, uh, I mean, that's, and that's what, what. And that's what fucking sucks right now about it, too, is because with the content you guys have put out, and this is coming from somebody that's getting ready to start on her own project. The content you put out needs to be seen because I don't know. I can't, I'm not going to speak for everybody else, but I know for me, I'm fucking tired of seeing every friggin' reboot that comes out on the market because they're running out of original ideas. Well, you're running out of original ideas. Hello. You got all these independent filmmakers out there that got fucking great films. Back them. Put your shit out there. Put their shit out there, too. Don't just keep with the fucking mainstream bullshit. Plus, you have libraries full of books. Exactly. <laughs> New stories. Well, the, thing about, the thing about the mainstream in Hollywood and Hollywood executives. New stories. Um, they love safe. They love safe. They can't be created. Yeah. Rip off I mean, a story. I mean, Any other I mean, story. All, all they want to do is to be uh, make sure that, you know, when they put in... $50 million in the film they want to make sure that they're making $300 million back. Yeah. And I understand when you put money in, you want to make, you know, at least a profit, at least make, you know, decent money back. I understand the want to do that. I mean, we could all use the money. But the fact is, by, by just focusing on that, that's where, you know, you have the issues where – Everyone's doing reboots because they're like, oh, someone was a fan of this TV series way back when. This or maybe we should do, or maybe you guys yeah. just do like Charlie Band is doing and, with Full Moon Streaming and make your own streaming site where people can all view all of your projects. You know Boombastic Streaming. Boombastic Streaming on Patreon. <laughs> Boombastic yeah. Streaming on Patreon. And, well, things from it came from the 508 Cummings very, very, very soon. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's yeah. that's generally the problem with regulating the film industry is you you turn it into a very by the book black and white business. It's not about creativity anymore. It's not about telling a story anymore. It's about creating a product that they can get revenue from. Yeah. It doesn't matter what that product is to them. It's like that's a problem with corporate uh, regulation of a a creative industry is you're, you're, you're not going to get a chance at new stories or innovative ideas anymore. They just want that money. That is mm-hmm. what the business is now. And that's why it takes people like us to actually spark creativity and then get ripped off by Hollywood. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah that's, that's the truth. I'll tell you, I'll say this, you know, they, they may like it safe over in Hollywood land and they may like it safe on Twitter, but if people out there listening to us, Right now, and you don't like safe, watch Boombastic Films movies. Watch It Came from the 508 movies. Watch uh, George James Frazier. Happen, Happenstance. The filmmakers, yeah. Other yeah than, go find, seek out your local indie filmmakers and see what you like and support them. I, I see it. Matt, you just, you just said a word that I hate. 
What's that? Local. I hate that. Well, I hate that word. If, if, if everybody does it, right, then so everybody does it. Seek out your independence. Boom. Exactly. Cool. I I feel like people... Everyone's local to someone. Yeah. That's this, what I'm saying. This is a word I've been saying. This, this, is, this is a word that's bugged me forever. Dan's known me since we were knee-high to a grasshopper. He knows how I feel about local. My thing with local is we're, we, we may be local to an area, but with the internet and everything else, we're not local to any to just any one person. Culture shock. I know you guys probably have international and listeners and people from states all across the U.S. of A. Yeah. So we we got people that listen to us in fucking Australia. Like we're not local. We just <laughs> we're just poorer than Hollywood. <laughs> we're just poor. <laughs> well, we're poorer than a dirt farmer. Yeah, we're poorer than a dirt farmer. We're also scruffy-looking nerf herders. Dirt farmers <laughs> make money nowadays. I, that's <laughs> true. You know what? I, I, I'm kind of starting to dig the whole idea, though, now, of doing, like, a whole fucking streaming site through Patreon. Because if that's a platform for you guys to get your content seen, so be it. You're going to make some kind of money off of it, even if it's not what you get for that it's actual more of a support. It's more of a support. Thing. But I'm saying that yeah. still, you're going to, if, if people are going to support you, right. does it really matter how they're supporting you? As long well, as if you're are. pouring too much money into it and not getting the necessary, like, back. But what's, yeah, but what's going to cost you? What's going to what's going to cost you more? Making all kinds of DVDs that are just going to sit in your closet and collect dust until conventions become a thing again, or being able to all band together and put all your content onto a streaming site. If you have an online store, it can help. I mean, no, you, you make a valid point. I mean, me and Dave have gone over this before, too. It's all, it's again, it's all about balance. It's about what do you need to make to break even? What do you need to make to, like, get further? What do you, and, and are you going to get enough people to make that investment even worth it? There's a lot of ifs, ands, buts, and risks. And it's like, you have to, like, you know, you have to try because that's how it gets your content out there. And that's what gets viewership. But yeah. isn't going to get the viewership that you put into it. You know, you have to actually, like... There, there's more promotion and PR work and it's more like, you know, like pushing those things before you can even put it out there. Like there's, there's so many different nuances to like bringing independent films to light where it's like, you know, yeah, we think we do well on, on the local scene, but as far as like some of our content and, and how we do things, we should be doing much better. You know, we, we had, we had our movie on a streaming service for quite a while and granted we got, shitloads of views on it but not one extra dime from it you know what i'm saying like so so yeah that viewership we did get more potential viewers but we didn't see anything from it like to help us out you know Mm -hmm. just more people saw our movie which is great but they're not supporting us still you know like yeah it's one thing when some music can go watch a movie for free yeah at some point there's got to be something you can get back from it you know and 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 i we all want our art out there but we also want to be recognized for it as well you know well that's that's also you know you guys bring up good points too about having the DVDs, you know, collecting dust, you know, or, you know, getting stuff out on the, the thing. The problem is, too, is that now that streaming services are becoming so dominant in the industry and that you've got things like HBO Max is getting all the Warner Brothers films the same day that they go in the theater and we're becoming increasingly, increasingly, increasingly physical media less if you will that's a whole other set of challenges for the independent filmmaker right because we get over one 
hard all just to get. Yeah, yeah, but our bread and butter. I, I mean, for us, it's Blu-rays. You know what I mean? Like, if people stop buying Blu-ray players, we've got to evolve, and that's that's part of. I think that plays hand in hand with like you know the digital distribution ideas. Like that's that's a thing that we're all going to have to do at some point. I said, and then the silence comes over everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, everybody no, had to stop. And, oh. of course, everybody had to stop for a second when I said that because everybody's like, "Oh, <laughs> oh he's God, right, right." Everybody knows. Now I'm, I'm, I'm so depressed, man. You broke everybody, thanks, James. Thanks. Everyone's just, crying inside. It's, just broke everybody's I'm dying spirit. inside now. Well, <laughs> how dare you say digital media is the future? It is. <laughs> it is. It's really future. It's already already here. It's already right? here. Right? Yeah, it's already here. But but that's that's the kind of evolution we need. But Melissa brings up a good point. Would a centralized platform that we could all use would that be a good idea? I don't. I don't think that. I don't see the problem with that. You know, I think there's enough people that we around that have the know how, and having a centralized platform might help if we're all bringing everybody to one place to watch everybody's shit. Yeah. That's interesting. That's interesting, Melissa. It is interesting. Sometimes I come up with some good ideas. Aw, you always do. You always do. (laughs) Yeah, no, but that one, that one, like, gold star, like, that's a much, that's like, that's beyond just a good idea. That's, that's something that we should actively pursue because that's, that seems like something. Like I said, there's enough of you with enough content out right now where you have enough to start up something no matter how long it lasts for the way all of us are on facebook how bad is it gonna you know posting up stupid memes how hard is it gonna be to throw in a link for a platform to go to your to go to a site where they can view all a lot harder than you think (laughs) people but people still pay attention do they yeah, and to get those people to click on that link is tough too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so not it's not, not as easy as just and and <laughs> It's really not. You gotta you gotta put some money behind it. Facebook wants your money. Of Facebook course they do. Fuck Facebook. I'm and, all, and that's I'm another thing it. too. Like create creating something like this. You know, there's gotta be there's gotta be like you know money behind it and and enough viewers coming to it for all the independent like films mm-hmm. to actually like you know make it worthwhile which means somebody's got to be paying for it somewhere yes and if it's not bringing the crowd to pay for it then it's going to be us paying for it so like it, it again it's we're, we're weighing out the, the balances of like the worth and you know yeah, it's, it's very risky i love the idea it's just very you've risky gotta, but you've always you, know? you also got to make money it needs the right PR money, and push. But it's just, yeah. Well, if you if go, you, if you go the look right at team of people together, though, anything is possible. Oh, very true, very true. But if you go look at, um, to get off of just independent horror for a moment, but if you go look at the top three companies with the fastest growth ever, according to Forbes, all of them had a five-year period where they spent twice as much as they made in order to invest in their infrastructure and expansion. So, I mean, there's, there's actual, there's business models to support the idea of investing heavily into something that you're planning on getting a payoff from later too. So just saying. Yep. Very much. 
So it might be a cost up front, but at the same time, the, the payoff down the road might be something. Look at Netflix. Netflix, the, the, the guy started in his backyard or whatever in his garage, and he spent almost his entire life savings and then spent it twice more through creditors, and now he's one of the richest men on the planet. <laughs> Seriously. And COVID helped all of that, too. Yes. And Amazon, too. I was in, yeah. I and was Tiger in King. Netflix. And Tiger King. And Tiger King. still haven't watched that. You haven't watched that yet? Nope. Have Don't no watch interest. it. In that, ten years, you can be in the documentary see, about I, the people who never watched white it. Tra- if I want to see white trash prancing around, I can just go down to the end of my street. <laughs> but <laughs> better white that, trash that one show shows that they, you know, we need shit to watch. <laughs> like, yeah. If yes. that's popular, we need shit to watch. Yeah. Like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Dream. It's true. Uh, COVID. Damn. So what sad. Yeah. I, I mean, I do. I think that's we the the, the melon hawk. Those were great ideas. You know, there's a lot of logistics to them that are unfortunate, and then the logistics. Then you got to get everybody to work together, and that's kind of a feat in itself. That's usually where the problem comes in. Is there would be, to there be, would be the eventually there would be a problem with that. I feel and it's just yeah. the way it is. You know, so, yeah, because some might feel like they're this... pulling more weight than the other, yeah. and then you get an issue. It's just it's what you got too many cooks in the kitchen. You got to run into that issue. You kind of need one person that either has the money to do it. Or one person that has a partner with the money, and that's kind of the only way. And then build it, and then bring people into it. So, um, does anyone have a sugar mama, or, or and even a daddy that, we can talk and, and, to? And even at that, oh, yeah, bringing, I need a sugar daddy that doesn't want the sugar. And then <laughs> even that, even after building it, then bring it in, you're still going to lose people because they'll, you know, certain people will get brought in. You know, he I knows. think you, you're he thinking knows. of an overall universal community. I don't even think our local community is a full. Co- I don't really even think our local community is really a community. There's certain people that get along and work, you know, not even work together, but get along like like us at Five Hundred Eight. Like we're very friendly with them, but there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of people in the community. I feel that you know the people so don't the even want to be friendly. Don't get along with any of us. They yeah, but, I mean, but, but, but but I only I only I only brought that up to say in the sense of like if you were to have a one one organization like that run by a bunch of different filmmakers, I think it would be. It can only be done with the two people, and it's weird. Well, the cable company can fucking be a monopoly. Why the fuck can't we? Well, they got a lot of. They got more money than myself, and uh, <laughs> well, I know, yeah. but I'm just saying, like, the, yeah. Well, unfortunately, there's money always, is. There's it. always got to be a way to do something. Money, if you money, want it money. bad enough, you want to get your shit out there bad enough. You, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll, be, we'll figure something out in order to get everybody's shit out there. Because, uh, like money. I, like I said. I'm tired of watching all this fucking mainstream shit. I'm tired of watching shit movies. There's so many good films out there that nobody knows about. Money. It's time for them to get their share, their share of the yeah. fucking yeah, no. money. But money is everything. Money, money is money everything. to make the world. That's why you see, you know, we've often had conversations. You'll see, you know, when people start with a lot of money it's easier for them to have a lot of money in the end of the game. You know what I mean? Yep. That's kind of the way it is, you know, like Hollywood. I don't kind of, I think we're underground filmmakers and like, that's kind of where we're at in a way. And Hollywood is its own world. You know what I mean? And we have our world, they have their world. I think that the type of things that we make don't exactly mesh up with what they do and vice versa. You know what I mean? But they'll always be in underground as long. I think the, the audience that supports the underground filmmakers is, 
uh, that's the backbone, of course. It's the sturdy legs that we all stand on. And um, as long as they're there to support, they really got to kind of show up and really support whoever they want to do whatever they're going to do. And it'd be cool if they all supported as a community, but they, it's not realistic. You know what I mean? They kind of have their people that they support and that's it. You know? Yeah. yeah one way is I would, it, is. it is what one, it is. Yeah. It, yeah, it like, is what it is. But there is one like way. I'm in the sky for being blue. One yeah. way I could see this working as like, you know, a bunch of us getting together and creating some kind of conglomerate would be if it was a separate company entirely like a studio name supporting all of these production companies, almost like a pyramid kind of concept where you have all these people working together, but still retaining their own creative independence that might work. I don't know. I'm just saying, just spitballing. The idea just popped into my head. Yeah. I mean, it would have to be that, like I said, it'd have to be either one guy doing it or like a guy in a money man build it. Other people in. (laughs) Yeah. Well, no, Dan makes a good point. Exactly right. Like, Viacom. <laughs> like it would uh, have yeah. to be the Viacom of independent horror. Yep. There you go. Yeah. That could work. That could work. But if it was just a bunch of us teaming up under one of our flag names, not too many egos. Yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't. When I said it, I didn't mean it like all of us under like one. But I, like, I know where you're going. I didn't. Like, I didn't want five away to be under the bombastic label. You guys are your own entity. Like I. When I said it, that's kind of what I was getting at. I'm just really bad with words. It'd be oh, cool okay. To have a big thing like that. I don't know what the reality of it being, what it would be, but I mean, it would be cool to have a big, like it'd be good for the community to be more of a community. I feel that. That's yeah. all I'll say about it. Yeah, if we were all working toward one goal rather than six of us working to six goals. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, working together. Um, not all of us are going to, you know, make it big, but m- more of us will make it together, working together, than working by ourselves. I mean, I agree. Makes the dream work. Yeah, I mean, it's. I agree. Yeah, because, I mean, I sit around and I look at so many talented people working together in their own little cliques, their own little groups, and they don't seem to get any any farther. And it's because no one's working together to, you know, build each other up. And, and, and Matt's right. It's, it's all about, you know, people with egos and, and, and everyone, you know. But why it, do you want to build somebody up when it's so much easier to tear them down? Yeah, I know. I know. That's the problem with a lot of people too. Yeah. No, that's just people with mediocre talent that don't know what they're doing. They have to trash everybody that they come across. What? I mean, oh, I'm sorry. You might have hit a nerve. Well, well, I mean, so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm good at that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's just that I I wish I could. I mean, at, at times like this, I wish I had like a better like business mind, and I'd be like, oh yeah, this is simply how we structure it, how we attack it, and this is how we can you know all do it. I mean, it's I. I like I said before, I mean, I think that the whole community, and when I'm talking about it, like, all around, if people from the West Coast, people from the East Coast, people from the Midwest, you know, if... if and the last time there was an East Coast, West Coast, there was a problem. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, well... <laughs> I, 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 
Well, I'm 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 hoping that we could, you know, you know, cross cross and interlock hands and and work together to build everyone up because there's so many talented groups all around. And the thing is that there though, if if everyone's going to if everyone works together, you know, we would have a better, you know, you know. I don't know. I, I well, don't no, know. You, you, you're right, Alex. And I think to work together. And I mean, look at look at what we're doing right now. We're doing yeah. three podcasts at the same exact time. True. Some wild shit. Yeah. Just that we were alone. just talking to each other. Yeah. Oh, you didn't notice the recording button? My bad. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I mean, I mean, if maybe it starts small. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe through. I mean, we we maybe do this, you know, as and, and uh, with Zoom and, and be able to bring, you know, more people together and maybe this will be our little bridging the gap and trying I to mean, get I mean, the... I mean, nothing. I didn't think that by going to a convention, I'd end up with a podcast and working on a film or, you know, having an IMDB page or any of that shit. you got to have a stepping stone somewhere. Yeah, I, I mean... Selling drugs would lead us to making... <laughs> I you told you many up. times, James. <laughs> on that rock on the corner. <laughs> I, I admit nothing. I admit nothing. But yeah, I mean, it's it got to start somewhere, and and the thing is, this is never going to be like an overnight thing. I mean, no. I mean, it's going to take a lot of hard work. But I'm just hoping that you know maybe this will be the beginning. Of you know, a beautiful of, relationship. Of a beautiful relationship, guys. <laughs> I love I mean, you all. I mean, I would love to see all of us. Well, some of us, not all of us, but some of us band together and and do something like that and create something larger than just our individual production companies. That would be awesome. I've also seen Matt's point in where that would be a massive pain in the ass, but maybe we need a massive pain in the ass. I don't know. I su- yeah, I definitely support it. Don't get me wrong. I definitely support it. I just, I think the, the you know, the doing it will be. Yeah. I mean, well, I, I mean, it's, it's not like we don't, we don't, it's not like we don't know within our inner circles who's solid and who's not, yeah. you know? So like, mm. You alleviate the ones you know aren't solid, and then you you, you you stick with the ones who are, and go from there. I see a lot of honesty floating around that room. It might get ugly. <laughs> I don't even care. My my bucket all went out the window a long oh time ago. God. Hey, hey, I believe it. We just let it all hang out and see where we go from there. That's that's the way I do Fuck it. Let's just let it all hang out. Let it all hang out. Like, throws himself back. Right now, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, I mean, the thing is that if if anything positive comes out of this whole friggin' COVID uh, fiasco that we've had to deal with, is the fact that that the realization that we got to. Find a way to bridge that gap. Try to find a way that we, as a group, can, you know, because I mean, I'm not saying that we'll ever be, you know, like taking over Hollywood or anything like that. But I think that uh, that the horror community overall can definitely build 
and and I would love to see, and of course this is another pipe dream, but I would love to see, you know, the horror community all band together, maybe make own production company with all the independent, you know, you know, uh, filmmakers that you know have the talent that that have the passion, and just you know just make movies, make stories, make you know these great franchises. That might even rival the ones we loved when we grew up. Yeah. And we could be I mean, I, I, mean so I mean, I mean, I mean, that's my dream. Good. I'm a dreamer. That's why I'm an actor. It's a lot easier <laughs> because I, all I do is dream, and that's that. That's what I do. No, like, I, I mean, I'm glad that you threw the caveat in of people that are passionate and talented because yeah. that's in short supply. <laughs> even yeah. among the independent scene there's a lot of people that do it but there's a lot very even less in my opinion in the extremely well that do it yeah. extremely but and it would I, have to be the cream of the crop in my yeah. opinion yeah and of course i mean the thing is that you know the the real question is i mean like like you said i mean uh matt that it it boils i mean just you know, have to figure out all the you know, business aspects, you know, all that, you know, insurance and all that kind of stuff. And like I said, unfortunately, I am totally in the deep end when it comes to something like that. But, I mean, it, it still doesn't change the fact that I always believe that no matter what one has to do or wants to do with something, you got to have the pipe dream first. You got to have the idea. And and what and I think that you know we we have an idea that we got to do something and I'm gonna copyright that shit before somebody steals it on me. <laughs> and 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 like I said, I just uh, the way I think is I just throw shit out and see see what people think. And and the thing is that I think we definitely have to do something. I don't know how to do the logistics of it, but I think that definitely that we should sit down and figure out a way, whether it's a streaming site, whether it's like an outdoor block party film festival that forces people from all over to come together and show the wares or something, because, you know, it's obvious that, you know, I mean, conventions might come back, but it might not be the same playing, uh, playing field that we had before. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the thing is, as independent filmmakers, we're always we're always behind uh, behind the eight ball, okay? Because yeah. I mean, we're we're we got the passion, we got the love, but we don't have the finances to you know be any major like uh, competition for for all these other people. So, like I said before, I mean, gotta find a way. I mean. As far as I'm concerned, you know, t- take any crust of any of my ideas and, and try to figure out how to make it work. Why do you your ideas not? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, there's amigos. There's amigos. There's. This is what I told you. This is why he charges $150 for an autograph. That's animal like. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, that the, the, and, and I've talked to Matt about this. My entire philosophy is that if, if, for example, if Matt does great, I do great. If Melissa does great, I do great. You know, it's... One hand washes the other. Yeah. I mean, the thing is that, 
And it's the same thing with you guys. If you guys do great, I do great. Because the way I see it... Succeed together. Yeah, I mean, if 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 tomorrow uh, Steven Spielberg comes down and tells one of us that you know they're going to uh, he's going to bank uh, bankroll uh, the next film, you know, all well, of us need to bring know, in A, B, C, and D to join yeah. in on it. Yeah, I mean, what, what a nice dream that is, right? Yeah, what hey, a nice, dude, what a nice fairy dude, tale, dude. Dude, we live in the world of <laughs> yeah, dreams. but not everybody around us. Is our, I know. Our, our entire, our entire existence is about dreams. Uh oh, yeah, not here, yeah, yeah. Um, cool and gang. So, I mean, like I said, I mean, I ramble on quite a bit. That's I've heard about that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I've got to urinate. Um, do you guys have anything else you want to talk about, or do you want to wrap up this show? I uh, I don't know. I think I think we just put a lot of ideas out there that yeah. the audience probably needs to digest, and that might be enough for today. We could give them a part two if they want it. Yeah, people, where <laughs> we can do it for sure. Yes, yeah, so, yes, yeah, so a second dose, a second helping, and bringing other people to join us. That would be cool. If we expand yeah. on this multi, you know, we can bring in like we can bring in like Sarah French or Marcel or the kid that played Pretty Boy. Bring in you know David and Damien and you know. Well, not yeah. all at once. Not all at once. I mean, we don't want a five hundred person friggin' Zoom meeting. We do. Well, I mean, that would be, it could be fun. Great. It could be complete. They cut, they cut you <laughs> off at a hundred, I believe. Pretty cool, actually. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know how that would play out with all that. With all but, that, but anything not, more than six people's like trouble. Yeah, yeah seriously. But I'm just like, it's just like, there's other people that we can pull in to join in on the talk, and you know, bounce off of that. You know might have a little more of a rock to stand on than we do at the moment. Right. So, I mean, we get the episode out there. We, we see how people think about it. And if people want to jump in, we can start doing this more often. Hey, we, we already took that one, that, that first step. We all came together. Yeah. We're like astronauts. So yeah. Yeah. Sure. Seriously, yeah I'm a little Wait more a minute. So who's walking on my moon? No, <laughs> I, I, just for the record, my name, my astronaut name is Neil Strongbone. I like, that. <laughs> I like that. This is a good one. <laughs> Shit, well. Oh. If nobody's got anything else to say in closing, we'll wrap it on up. You know, mm-hmm. we want to th- thank our guests from the Culture Shock podcast. And we want to thank our guests from Boobasticast and the uh, Shock Treatment, since this <laughs> is a mashup. Exactly. We're all over the place here. We're mashed potatoes together. We're mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes with right. a green bean. So everybody go support those shows that's listening. And if you haven't heard one of those, one of these shows that we just mentioned, go check it out. You know what I mean? We, we Everybody here is all, we might as well be under the same fucking flag. We're all uh, fighting the good fight together, you know? Yeah, we're we're all troopers on the same uh, battlefield. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not for nothing. If I'm going to be stuck with a group of people, and I'm okay with the group of people that are with me right now. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, that's sweet. Make sure oh, let me hug you all. Um, I love my I'm guys. Zoom hug you. Uh, can you zoom touch my nipples? Uh, I can't even see yeah, your nipples, bro, to touch them. So, you, you know, Weird. there's no, no video for you. <laughs> um, 
If you guys, you know, make sure you follow everybody too. Go check out Boombastic Films on Facebook. Go check out It Came from the 508 on Facebook. Check out and it came, Check, check out Boombastic Cast. Yeah, oh, check yeah. out It Came from 508.com. Uh, uh, make sure you check out Boombastic Cast streaming through Patreon. Support us because we are fucking poor. <laughs> <laughs> Boombastic That's it from us. Streaming. That's it from Culture Shock. Support us because we're poor. Support all of us because we're poor. We're all poor. Hey, 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 I, I, I can't, I can't keep on walking the street corner. I'm too old for that, man. Well, I got a bad. I don't want to pay him anymore. Well, when we're all one company under under Mel's direction, I got no say over that, Alex. <laughs> Hi, Mel. If you want my money, get the one film order over there. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, we'll catch all y'all. On the next respected episode of each yep. show. And make sure, you know, all my fans out there, adios. Take care. Peace. Peace. Bye. All right. It's done. That was cool, guys. That was good stuff. Like, yeah. That was good yeah. stuff. My apologies. I got to run. No, it's cool, man. Um, I know you guys usually do like an hour, so I didn't know what that we were going to be doing time-wise. No, that's fine. Hour and a half's good. I don't mind. Oh, cool. Um, but yeah, we got a bolt too. I gotta. I'm starving, so. <laughs> I gotta pee. I drank too much water. I, I gotta <laughs> pee like an animal. There's that also. There's that Great also. episode, everybody. Me personally, I awesome. just went. We'll talk to everybody soon. Very soon, I hope. Very uh, soon. Thank you. Yeah. All right, guys. Have I a good one. Well. <laughs>